welcome to the Super High Yield Anesthesia Podcast, where we will discuss high yield concepts for students on their anesthesia rotation. I am your host, Scott, the fourth year medical student. Hey guys, and welcome back to our journey on learning OB anesthesia. And today is part five, and we're going to talk about hypertensive disorders of pregnancy. Specifically, we're going to talk about preeclampsia and HELP syndrome. So most likely you already heard all of this stuff, but then we're going to give you a quick review of it, the treatment, and most importantly, we're going to give you the steps you need to take when providing care for these patients on the anesthesia side. Okay, this should be a quick one, so let's go ahead and get started. So first up, we're going to talk about preeclampsia. So the definition of this is that there is hypertension with proteinuria after 20 weeks gestation. The pathophysiology of this is, like most things in medicine, exactly unknown. Uh, we don't know the, the exact cause of preeclampsia. There's a few leading theories in which it may be an imbalance of prostaglandins. It could be an abnormal sensitivity to catecholamines. It could be antigen antibody reactions. But basically, we don't really know what, what causes it for sure. The treatment for preeclampsia, the definitive treatment is to deliver the baby. Like you can try to prolong it, but there's no better treatment than just delivering the baby. Now, all that boring stuff uh, aside, this is the, the fun part, the anesthesia management. So for intrapartum management of hypertension, the main goal is to prevent severe hypertension while maintaining placental perfusion. Because you want to do this because there's a risk of cerebral hemorrhage and you want to prevent that. And we covered the types of drugs you can use in a previous episode, so I highly recommend you to take a look at that if you haven't already. But the common drugs to use during intrapartum intrapartum management of hypertension includes hydrolyzine, labetalol, sodium nitroprusside, nitroglycerin, and something we didn't cover before is methodopa. And as a review, methodopa is an alpha-2 adrenergic receptor agonist. And basically, it works by uh, relaxing the blood vessels so then, you know, the blood can flow freely. Okay, so one of the big concerns of preeclampsia is the possibility of seizures. And how do you prevent the seizures? Well, the answer is magnesium. And you're going to give a 4-gram bolus followed by an infusion. But there's some interesting things to know about magnesium. For example, it causes increased sensitivity to neuromuscular blockade drugs. It decreases response to vasopressors. Yeah, so keep those things in mind in case the patient undergoes general anesthesia for an emergency section. And a very, very high yield thing to know is signs of magnesium toxicity, not only for boards, but also for real life practice. Okay, so some of these signs of magnesium toxicity includes widening of the QRS, 
decreased deep tendon reflex, arrhythmia, respiratory weakness, and cardiac arrest. So definitely keep these things in mind, not only in clinical practice, but for your boards. Because in the clinical vignette, it's going to say something like, patient is gaining magnesium, but when you do repeat physical exam, you have decreased deep tendon reflexes, you have respiratory weakness. So when you see and hear those signs, then think magnesium toxicity. And generally speaking, treatment for this first, like with most things, stop the magnesium because you want to withdraw the offending agent. And the, I guess, antidote for it is calcium chloride. So yeah, that's uh, seizure prophylaxis. And next step to managing uh, preeclampsia is to assess the coagulation status. So for patients for preeclampsia, you have an increased risk of thrombocytopenia due to platelet aggregation and consumption. So it's kind of like a DIC situation, like the disseminated intravascular coagulation in which like the platelets clump up and are used where it is not needed. So that's uh, a, something that occurs in preeclampsia. And the steps to assess coagulation status is to first check the platelet count, which makes sense, right? And I think this is something I forgot to mention previously, but before doing neuroaxial anesthesia, you want to check the platelet count because if it's too low, if there's evidence of thrombocytopenia, uh, and you poke them with a needle, they might bleed forever. So check the platelets before administering neuroaxial anesthesia. Yeah, I don't think I, I mentioned it in the previous episode. So yeah, very important. Do that. Okay. Other steps for assessing coagulation status is if you see an elevated LFTs, so liver function test, is also a good idea to check coagulation status. So PT, PTT, INR, that all that good stuff. Okay, and if all that comes out normal, you could use regional anesthesia as an option. Okay, and the last section uh, when managing uh, patients with preeclampsia is monitoring. So consider an art line to monitor blood pressure, especially patients with severe hypertension. And if the volume status of the patient is unclear, consider getting a central venous pressure monitor. Okay, awesome. That was preeclampsia. And now we're going to finish off by talking about HELP syndrome. And HELP syndrome is like the step up from preeclampsia. And it stands for hemolysis, elevated LFTs, and low platelets. So remember that acronym because it will come in clutch for your boards and clinical practice, okay? And I guess something to keep in mind is that it usually takes between 24 to 72 hours to completely, not completely, but to resolve the hemolysis and thrombocytopenia that's seen in HELP syndrome. So um, yeah, keep that in mind. And moving on to regular management of HELP syndrome is to deliver the baby. That's the only definitive treatment. Just get baby out and be done with it. Okay. On the anesthesia management side, it's going to be the same basic plan as preeclampsia. So that's awesome. Less to, to know and do. But just quickly to review, the anesthesia management plan includes control of intrapartum hypertension using drugs like hydrolyzine and labetalol, 
you're going to give seizure prophylaxis and you're going to use that with magnesium, four milligram bolus followed by infusion and be wary of signs of toxicity including QRS widening, decreased deep tendon reflexes and respiratory weakness and you're going to assess coagulation status like platelet counts and other coagulation labs if there's an elevated LFT. And lastly, monitoring will consist of an art line and possibly a some sort of central venous pressure monitoring. Okay, so that was part five of OB anesthesia. We only have one more left in this series, so thanks for hanging there with me. And the fun fact for you today is that magnesium, it was first isolated by Sir Humphrey Davy, an English chemist, through the electrolysis of a mixture of magnesium oxide and mercuric oxide in 1808. All right, this is Scott, the fourth year medical student, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.